0: Don Mockholtz, and you're listening to Looking Up with Don. This is the Looking Up with Don podcast, episode number 51, for the week of December 23rd, 2020. The related website for this podcast is donmockholtz.com. That is spelled D-O-N-M-A-C-H-H O-L-Z.com. Two H's. What's up in the sky this week? As our week begins on Wednesday, December 23rd, the moon is 65% full in the evening sky, passing a few degrees south of the planet Mars. By the end of the week, December 29th, the moon is full, bright, and up all night. No lunar eclipse this time around. The planet Mars is nearly overhead at evening twilight. It is now double the distance it was from us when it was at its closest just 10 weeks ago. Wasn't that an amazing great conjunction? Jupiter and Saturn meeting in the evening southwest sky? You still have some time. They will be within 30 arc minutes, which is one-half degree, which is the width of the moon, of each other until December 25th. But with each passing night, they do get closer to the sun, setting about four minutes earlier. Hey, did you notice the eight point nine magnitude star stuck between jupiter and saturn the star is saying hey how did i get involved in all this these two planets will not appear this close to each other again until the year 2080 march 13th 2080 morning sky 44 degrees from the sun in the constellation capricornus this is not a good viewing angle for the northern hemisphere As seen from mid-northern latitudes, the pair will be only 5 degrees high at morning astronomical twilight. The southern hemisphere is favored for this one. But that 2080 Great Conjunction will, will be in 60 years. And I'll talk more about it then in podcast number 3174. Yeah, right. In 2040... Jupiter and Saturn will meet again, but they'll both be rather close to the Sun as seen from the Earth, so they will be difficult to see. In March 2060, they meet again in the evening sky, 40 degrees from the Sun with Venus and the Pleiades nearby too. But in neither case do they get as close as they are now. So 2080 is the next time they'll be this close together. Find other stuff to do between now and then. There will be other conjunctions between other planets and between planets and stars and the moon and planets. I'll prepare you for them in advance in these podcasts. Have you made any New Year resolutions for 2021? How about astronomical goals, such as getting out under the night sky at least once per week? Are learning something new, such as astrophotography or variable star observing? Or maybe observing a 100 new objects over the next year? Or perhaps starting public star parties in your area? How about joining the local astronomy club? Or joining the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers? Or the Astronomical League? Over the next year, You could become a student of the moon, learning your way around the moon or the planets. How about meteor observing or satellite observing? The year 2021 is ahead, and what are your plans? Will you be able to see the International Space Station this week, which, for our purposes, begins Wednesday, December 23rd through Tuesday, December 29th? It all depends upon your location. This week we have four zones. All you need to know is your latitude. From 37 to 60 degrees north, the ISS will be in your morning sky, sometimes twice per morning. From 30 to 37 degrees north, the International Space Station will be in your morning sky, but only for the first few days of the week. From 27 degrees south to 30 degrees north, which is much of the world, the ISS will not be visible at all this week. South of 27 degrees south, the ISS will be in your evening sky for at least the last part of the week. Those near the south end of this latitude band will see it all week long in both the morning and evening sky. To determine where it will be in your sky, go to the website heavens-above.com and enter your location, then click on ISS. Now for the comets you can see this week. The positions, right ascension and declination, Of these comets can be found on Podcast 48, Comet Positions. You can also get the positions of these comets from heavens-above.com. Comet Howell, 88p, is magnitude 11.0. It's in our southern evening sky. Periodic Comet Howell is plotted on Podcast 51, Map 1. Comet 2020 M3 Atlas is magnitude 10 and in the northern winter Milky Way in the constellation Auriga. It is plotted on Podcast 51, Maps 1 and 2. Comet P141 mockels 2 is presently magnitude 11 in the southwest evening sky. It is labeled on Podcast 51, Map 1. Photos of this comet are posted on my website. This week we are going to look at a red star. It is known as the star Mu in the constellation Cephas in the Northern Hemisphere. William Herschel named it the Garnet Star due to its red color. It is plotted on all three maps this week, Podcast fifty one maps one, two, and three. Podcast fifty one map three has this area in detail. In our public star parties during the summer, we would show this star to our guest. This star is big, a thousand times bigger than our sun, and if it were in the place of our sun, we would be inside of it as would Mars and Jupiter. The star is 100,000 times brighter than our sun. If it were 100 light years from us, it would be the brightest star in our sky. But it isn't that close. It's about 2,800 light years away, so it shines at fourth magnitude. Actually, it's, it's a variable star. It takes about two years to cycle from magnitude 3.4 to 5.1. An oddity about red stars is that they generally look reddest when at their dimmest. So we have a big, massive, super luminous star that looks red. It appears red due to its temperature, being 3,700 degrees Kelvin which is 3400 degrees Celsius and 6200 degrees Fahrenheit. This is a cool star. It also appears red due to the dust and gas between us and the star. That dims and reddens the light. Our unaided eye challenge for this week is to look for the garnet star with the unaided eye. You might want to wait until the moon is past full to see it well, Use Podcast 51, Map 3, to identify it. Can you see any color with the unaided eye? With binoculars, it will appear brighter, and the cones in your eye, which, which see in color, may now be activated, and the color will show better. So what color is that star? Some people see it as red. Others see it more like orange. I do know that it's not the reddest star in the sky, but it is a bright star that's red, maybe a little bit toward orange, and it does show well to the public. With binoculars, you can also estimate the brightness of the Garnet Star. The magnitudes of nearby non-variable stars are written on map 3. Looking at the Garnet Star, how does it compare to the other stars? Is it brighter or fainter? Remember that the smaller the number, the brighter the star. And also, each magnitude is 2.5 times fainter or brighter than the adjacent magnitude. When I estimated it last week, I got about magnitude 3.9. Remember that it varies from about magnitude 3.4 to 5, one about every two years. So according to my estimate, it is near the bright end of the scale. But you give it a try. See what magnitude you come up with. And one more thing about estimating the magnitude of a red star. The longer you look at it, the brighter it will appear to get. This is known as the Purkinsky effect. Go ahead and stare. It is not impolite if you are staring at stars. Now, through a telescope gathering more light than the binoculars, what color does the Garnet Star appear to you? So there you have it, the Garnet Star in Cephas. Go out and see it this week. The winter Milky Way is very high in the sky around midnight these days. We'll talk more about this next week, but one oddity I've noticed through the decades, no matter where you live on New Year's Eve at midnight, go outside, look up toward the south, and you'll see the star Cirrus, the brightest star in the sky, almost exactly due south at midnight, New Year's Eve. To recap the podcast for this coming week, the moon is big and bright in our evening sky, reaching full moon next Tuesday. The Garnet Star in Cephas is our featured object, a large, cool, red, variable star. You have been listening to Looking Up with Dawn podcast episode number 51 for December 23rd, 2020. I'm Don Macholtz. Once again, the related website for this podcast is donmacholtz.com That is spelled D-O-N-M-A-C-H-H-O-L-Z dot com. Two H's. You can contact me at don the astronomer at gmail.com once again that is don the astronomer all one word at gmail.com god willing and pod willing i'll be back next week for another episode of looking up with don i'll briefly describe how this podcast got started a year ago and we will look ahead to the year 2021. All that and more. Thank you for listening. See the sky this week. I'll see you next week.